When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Let's talk about the uh, noise around Donald Trump. Yeah. We have a saying that the uh, demon is not that scary as being drawn. Hmm. Could we apply this to Donald Trump? <laughs> Yeah, and our, our equivalent saying is that uh, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Uh, and, and I think there is a real dilemma that people like me, uh, like me feel between the short-term political fortunes of the Democratic Party, which would probably be served by Donald Trump running for president again, uh, despite his political weaknesses, despite the fact that he is even less popular than Joe Biden, uh, right? Uh, despite all of the criminal, the criminal investigations swirling around him, there's tension between that and what is probably best for American democracy, which is to keep Donald Trump as far away from the presidency as we possibly could, right? Um, that's not to say that Ron DeSantis or other leading Republican contenders have impeccable uh, small-D Democratic credentials, right? DeSantis, after all, is uh, using law enforcement in Florida to harass and arrest uh, voters for voter fraud, right? He is usurping the power of the legislature in key areas. So it's not as if he is um, is a pro-Democratic uh, 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 candidate. Um, but even so, there is a feeling that Donald Trump poses a unique threat to norms, uh, to democratic norms and procedures. Uh, he's made clear his disdain for them. He's made clear his willingness to violate them. Uh, and so, so in that sense, what's best for American democracy might be for him to be marginalized, if not imprisoned. Um, and so those two things can be in tension. Uh, and I think that's going to be one of the key interesting questions over the next couple of years is how that tension is resolved. Okay, continuing the topic of yeah. noise around Donald Trump, don't you think that all this is just a so-called Kansas City shuffle? And yes, and in the end, we'll see a Republican candidate that nobody is expecting to see. And this is just a smart move by Republicans putting out Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, anyone else. And then in two years, this will be a totally shocking for everyone, for Democrats as well. It's always a possibility and uh, any fair reading of history is full of cases where long shot candidates emerged Uh, from presidential primaries in ways that were unexpected. Uh, and that uh, includes, for example, Bill Clinton in the Democratic primary in 1992 and Ronald Reagan in the Republican primary in 1980, uh, neither of whom was seen as the favorite coming into that. And so it's possible. It's always possible. I will say that uh, my feeling is that at this unique moment, many Republican donors and Republican elites 
feel like whoever it's going to be, whether it's Trump or DeSantis, they need to figure it out pretty quickly. I wouldn't be surprised to see a large field of candidates like we saw in 2016, but I would be surprised if somebody other than DeSantis or Trump emerges. I would be more surprised than not if someone other than DeSantis or Trump emerges from that field. Okay, what are your thoughts on international policy of the United States for the next two years? We're talking definitely about relations with Russia, relations with China, relations with with the European Union, where I come from, Ukraine, Iran, all that stuff. Yeah, so uh, one thing I, I'd say, one of the underappreciated stories of the presidency of Donald Trump was that he provo- he proposed some pretty drastic foreign policy departures that uh, received bipartisan opposition in Congress. So he proposed drastic cuts to foreign assistance, uh, a reorganization of of diplomatic corps, um, specific policy areas that he, you know, sort of failed to make uh, uh, great progress in. Um, And so there is a resilience, a sort of bipartisan resilience in our Congress on major foreign policy questions that doesn't depend on who's president, right? That there's a consensus around, for example, the infrastructure of our foreign aid over the last, you know, couple of decades that exists among members of Congress. So there are many areas where I wouldn't predict a dramatic departure just because Republicans might not might now control the House. Uh, that's in part because to get anything enacted, including our foreign foreign assistance packages, they'll have to negotiate with a Senate that will likely be Democratic and with a Democratic president. I think the areas where you could see more departure are Ukraine, uh, as, as previously discussed, uh, with the possibility of Republicans doing more to block both specific types of military assistance as well as uh, as well as the overall level of assistance, uh, maybe some variations in other areas that I'm not thinking of right now. But, uh, you know, we'll see, again, we'll see how much of that matters. I think if this were still, if the conflict in Ukraine looked like it did this spring with uh, the sort of very clear and present nuclear threats with the possibilities of the United States military getting pulled into it in a greater way, I think that would be a much more acute situation. We will see how it plays out. Of course, nobody is predicting the outcome at this point. Um, But if Ukraine continues to press its military advantage of Russia, uh, if Putin continues to feel uh, domestic pressure to um, save face and achieve some kind of uh, resolution here, and that diminishes the need for both diminishes the danger or the threat of U.S. military involvement and diminishes the need for massive foreign assistance packages, then that it it could have less of an impact than, than it might otherwise. So we've already mentioned that there are some Republicans that are like very anti-Russians and there are some that don't see that much threat. So don't you think that those Republicans that don't see that much threat in Russia and they don't look like so much anti-Russians, don't you think that they are a threat to national security of U.S. themselves? Well, sure. And of course, during the presidency of Donald Trump, uh, that became very clear and present. And that included not just Trump and his own dealings with Russia and dealings in Ukraine, which became the subject of an impeachment proceeding, but that also implicated many Republican members of Congress, for example, who had spent lots of time in Moscow and perhaps had been cultivated as, you know, as assets by Russian intelligence. At least that was the the strong implication. So I, I do think it is an interesting dynamic because you have what I would still characterize as the mainstream establishment 
establishment Republican point of view, which is anti-communist and, and therefore anti-Russian, uh, which sees Russia as this geo uh, geopolitical competitor, right? But then you do have a growing number of rank and file Republican members who share the kind of ethno-nationalism, right? Uh, the white Christian nationalism. They feel uh, uh, this common cause uh, with Russia for that uh, and uh, who uh, uh, are sympathetic to, uh, to Putin's authoritarianism uh, and to the way in which uh, he has consolidated power. And so that is a threat. I think it's a threat that the, the House of Representatives is a little more susceptible to um, in part because McCarthy is a weaker leader than McConnell. Um, but I don't see that yet threatening national policy towards Russia. The only final thing I'll say there is that uh, nobody has done more to, to build American the support by the American public for Ukraine than Vladimir Putin. Uh, and in fact, uh, uh, Russia's invasion had the effect of consolidating. Uh, there are defenders, right? But they're few and far between. And it had the effect probably of consolidating um, opposition to Russia among Republicans. Whereas if you had looked before the invasion, there was far more sympathy in the Republican Party. Now there are a few, but but for the most part, um, they're keeping quiet and not saying much because they, they see the public support for Ukraine is so strong. Last question. So far, I spoke to Republican supporters. All of them say that if Donald Trump was reelected in 2020, the situation now would be different. Would you agree with that? Well, I can virtually guarantee you that uh, the situation everywhere would not be different and that there's only so much presidents can can do to control inflation, gas prices, many of the things that are motivating voters. Insofar as the government spending that occurred during Biden specifically was one cause of inflation, you could see some difference on the margins. But for the most part, um, we're also talking about inflation being caused by corporate price gouging. We're talking about supply chain issues caused by the global pandemic. And none of those are things that Donald Trump would have would have done differently. I think it's possible that Ukraine, Russia could have looked different for the very reason that uh, it's possible that if Trump were president, Putin would not have felt uh, that he had to resort to military means to achieve his objectives in Ukraine. I do not think, however, that Trump would have been, uh, that had Putin in invaded, that Trump would have somehow resolved the conflict more successfully or been some kind of brilliant diplomat or tactician. Uh, in fact, I could easily see the chances of escalation that in, uh, ensnared U.S. military and, and cost U.S. lives being much greater if Donald Trump were president. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.